Hi, good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and I'm so excited to get on with today's podcast. Lots of good nuggets to share. So I want to dedicate today's podcast to 10 more countries that are listening. Slovakia, Bosnia and Herzegovina, Papua New Guinea, Djibouti, Turkey, Taiwan, Namibia, Uganda, Bangladesh, and New Zealand. They've been with us for a while and I so appreciate and honor your faithfulness, your loyalty, the fact that you come back every day to listen. That is such a blessing. So let us pray. In the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. The 23rd Psalm, everyone. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, and oh yes, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me, all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Pray with me. Father, thank you that you care more about being with me than how much distance I cover on a given day. Some days I have to take life very slowly, and on other days I can't move at all. So I'm so grateful that you stay near me and that your pace will always match my ability and your eternal purpose. Amen. Pray with me. Lord, I know that if you worked everything into a pattern for good in Paul's life, that you will do the same in mine. I do love you, Lord. And even in today's pain and weariness, I know that you have called me for a purpose. Sometimes I can't imagine what that purpose might be, but right now I am content that you know, (laughs) and that's enough. Amen. Pray with me. Dear Lord, how inexpressibly comforting this is to think I can trust you with all the details of my life, right down to the frustrating delays, health setbacks, traffic jams, missed flights, any unexpected glitches. Your watch care over my life is wonderful. Why should I be anxious or discouraged about anything? I praise you for being Lord over all my life. Amen. And pray with me. 
Father, open my eyes to the doors that you open for me today. Forgive me for imagining that I have endless time and unlimited opportunities to love my family and friends or to impact their lives for you. Deep down, I know better. I know that time is fleeting and that open doors may not always stay open. Awaken my heart to your will and your desire for me today. Amen. Pray with me. Dear Jesus, I would love the privilege to speak for you today. I don't know how it will happen, where I will be, or whom I might encounter. But when the opportune moment comes, let me open my mouth and say a word or two that will turn the conversation toward you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Beautiful. Pray with me, Lord, how good it is to remember that nothing escapes your notice. Every task I have ever attempted for you, every time I worked through my pain, every time I set aside something I wanted in order to do what you wanted, has been recorded in heaven. Alleluia. I may feel many things in my life, but I should never, ever feel overlooked. Amen. Amen. How ironic that the times I feel like demonstrating faith are the very times when that demonstration will be most powerful. I want my praise to glow in the dark. Amen. Stay right there, listeners. We'll be back. We got a lot of ground to cover today. We've got a lot. And now from Pray More, they're talking about holding nothing back. Psalm 34 verses 4 through 6 says, God met me more than halfway He freed me from my anxious fears. Look at him. Give him your warmest smile. Never hide your feelings from him. When I was desperate, I called out and God got me out of a tight spot. Amen. In 1 Samuel, Hannah is a great example of how to approach God in prayer. While under great stress and having already cried a river of tears, Hannah went to the temple. She was in distress of soul, praying to the Lord and weeping bitterly. She told God everything. She made promises and continued praying before him silently, speaking in her heart. Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. God hears your prayers, whether said aloud or silently, listeners. And when you look to him for help, bearing your heart to him, he will meet you more than halfway. 
He'll free you from stress and fear. He'll rescue you. What are you waiting for? Pray with me. Lord, I pour out my heart to you right now, holding nothing back. Free me, Lord. Free me. Amen. And now from Trusting God Day by Day, they're talking about get over guilt. Psalm 103 verse 12 says, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Millions of people destroy their lives by feeling guilty about something that is in the past and that they cannot do anything about anything about. When God forgives our sin, he also removes the guilt. But just as we must receive his forgiveness, we must also receive freedom from guilt and not let the emotion of guilt control us. If God says we are forgiven and pronounced not guilty, then we should believe his word more than how we feel. We frequently hear people say, oh, I will feel guilty about that the rest of my life. Or I've heard people say, I will never ever get over what I've done. Well, listeners, God's word says that when he forgives us, he forgets the offense and there is no more penalty for sin when there is complete remission of it. You gotta read Hebrews chapter 10. Why decide that you will feel guilty the rest of your life when God has provided a way for you to live free from it all way sooner? Guilt is worry that is rooted in fear. We are afraid that God is angry or that we have done wrong and that it's too big or too bad even for God to forgive. We feel that we don't deserve forgiveness, so we won't receive it. We worry about what people think of our past sins. We're afraid that they will never forgive us or never see us as good people again. Guilt has everything to do with the past and it has the power to ruin your future. Get over it. Get over it quickly. God holds nothing against you. And if you are sincerely sorry for what you have done and you are trusting in the blood of Jesus to cleanse you from your former wickedness, Well, guess what, listeners? The minute you repent, God forgives. The minute you repent, God forgets. So why not follow his example and receive his forgiveness and forget it yourself? If there's one thing that you feel most guilty about, 
just ask God for forgiveness. And if you already have, it's forgiven. So then you just trust him when he says you're forgiven. Listeners, we are to let it go. Amen. Simple as that. Amen. And moving on, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 24 says, For in your faith, in your strong and welcome conviction or belief that Jesus is the Messiah through whom we obtain eternal salvation in the kingdom of God, you stand firm. One of the major problems in the world today is that people want to do their own thing even if it makes them miserable. They don't want to take direction from anyone or be told what to do. And they certainly don't want to be accountable to God's word. This kind of arrogant independence and rebellion is responsible for many unpleasant results and even tragedies. I am so sure if you stop and consider it, You know of situations in which people, maybe you, have been determined to go their own way and ended up with terrible problems. This just does not have to happen. To be able to enjoy life and avoid unnecessary problems, you and I must live according to the truth in God's word and not according to the lies that we hear from other people or the lies that we hear from the world or the lies that we hear from the enemy. We must know how to separate what is true from what is not. And you can do this, you can, but the battle for truth takes place in your mind and you won't win it without a fight. You must examine what you believe and why you believe it. It's wise to be firmly convinced so when that devil does challenge you concerning God's word, you are prepared to stand firm. Prepare, listeners, to stand firm. We often find the children of Christian parents reach an age where they begin to wonder if they really believe what their parents taught them all their lives or not. Sometimes they go through a crisis period concerning their faith in God. They need to find their own faith because they can no longer live on the faith of their parents that they've done in the past. And this is actually a very healthy process because most of them usually realize that they do believe Jesus is their savior. And it is definitely a decision that they need to make for themselves. You cannot stand through the storms of life Based on anyone else's faith, you must be fully assured in your own heart and mind. 
prepare to stand firm. Knowing what you believe only makes a difference if you trust it enough to act on it. Okay? Knowing what you believe only makes a difference if you trust it enough to act on it. Stay right there. We'll be right back. from crosswalk.com they're saying that faith isn't something that we can lay claim to because we were born to believing parents or have citizenship in a Christian country a clear understanding of the gospel is essential for a person to believe and receive the good news of Jesus Christ his death on the cross was the only sacrifice required Required to remove our sins. God offers his grace as a gift to anyone who will receive it. A definite decision at a particular point in time serves as a sort of landmark of the heart and mind. People do not just slip into Christianity. Faith in Jesus must be chosen. Believers are those who have made a deliberate decision to trust the Lord and follow his ways. A blessed assurance follows the clear-cut decision so that believers can be certain of their salvation. God wants confident, assured children. A visible symbol of what happens when someone receives the Savior, namely baptism, illustrates dying to one's old ways and rising to new life in Christ. Believers are to take this step as a public way of identifying with him. A man or woman of faith chooses to surrender to Christ. They embrace the word of God and live fully for the Lord. True believers no longer muddle through the practices of religion out of habit, but instead worship and rejoice in a vibrant, personal relationship with the Lord. I'm raising my hand, raising my hand. Amen. If you want to get stronger on that, read Matthew chapter 28, 1 John, chapter 5, and John, chapter 3. Good message. Choose to believe. This might be a perfect time to hear God whisper in our ear from Cherie Hill's book. My hope is an anchor for your soul. Your hope in me will keep your faith firm and secure. Though the storms of your life rage, your spirit can be at peace, confident and calm 
that I am with you and there is nothing to fear. But your thoughts can stir up a storm and create a tidal wave of doubt within you as you struggle with the daily issues of life. You'll be tempted amid the tempest to doubt what I've promised you, to question what I've said. But my word is truth and you must rely on it at all times so that your emotions do not determine your course. Any thought that causes doubt, despair, or fear must be made obedient to my word. Overcome the feelings that are draining you in defeat by replacing them with my promises. Doubt and faith cannot coexist, so fuel your faith with the fire of my word and allow it to transform your thoughts making them obedient to me. Let nothing move you and tempt you to venture off course. Your faith will overcome your feelings if you're believing what I've promised you. Simply trust in me, rest under the shadow of my wings, and I'll lead you safely through the journey, protecting you, providing for you, and giving you all the grace you'll need along the way. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5 says, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Amen. Amen. And let's see God's purpose for your life today. It says we have powerful potential. Acts chapter 4 verse 33, with great power, the apostles were giving testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and abundant grace was upon them all. You do realize that God has given you great potential, don't you? The possibilities of your life are vast, listeners. The majority of people don't realize what the Lord could do through them and because of that, they greatly underestimate the potential within them. And as a result, they shortchange themselves. They achieve less than they could, and they fail to dream big enough dreams. But you can take hold of all God created you to enjoy. And that's not limited to how you achieve great accomplishments. Rather, you can experience the spiritual depth and power of Moses, Joshua, and Elijah. You can take hold of the fulfilling, fruitful, history-changing relationship with the Lord that few people experience. Not because God limits his availability, not because God limits his presence or authority, 
but because so few commit themselves to knowing him in such a profound intimacy and fellowship. Well, listeners, we're an exception to that rule because we are committing ourselves to knowing him in such profound intimacy and fellowship. Am I right, Connie? I think I am. You don't have to miss all of that. You can take hold of all that God has for you. The Lord is infinite. And when he pours himself into you, you take his power, his wisdom, and his strength. There is no limit to how he can multiply your efforts to accomplish his purposes. Do you agree, Alores? I know you do. Pray with me, listeners. Yes, I want all of you to have me. Teach me to love and serve you, my Savior. Amen. Listeners, we have to prepare to stand firm. That's all. Everything we're doing, every prayer we say, every time we're obedient, every proverb we read and understand, we are preparing ourselves to stand firm. I love it. God is strengthening us. We have that intimate relationship with him. We have a fellowship. We have a direct line to Jesus. Boom, the red phone, hello. God is there, he's there. He answers our prayers, our requests, our concerns. He takes care of our trials, our troubles, our enemies. He does it all. He does it all. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for doing it all. Come back again, listeners, and pray with me tomorrow. And the day after, and the day after, have a great day. Bye for now.